Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Today with Juan Gaviria, he's the CEO of Orvana Minerals. We're going to learn a little bit about your company today. How are you? Hi, thank you. Yeah, Thanks so for having me here. Pleasure. So you're here for a one-to-one yes. conference. And what are you hoping to achieve at the one-to-one? Well, yes, to connect with investors right. and also with the mining community. Because Orvana is ending up now a big turnaround process of almost three years now. Okay. So we go, always going to connect with people to give the good news of our results. Fantastic. And have you got many investors in Europe or in the UK? Uh, we have some. You have some, okay. But hoping to connect with some new ones. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. Okay. So why don't we start off? Give us a one minute summary for people who are new to the story who have not heard it before. Well, Orvana is a 100,000 ounce gold producer, mm-hmm. a junior out of Toronto. However, our operations are one in northern Spain, Asturias, mm-hmm. 60,000 ounces per year, and the other one in Bolivia, in the Santa Cruz region next to Brazil which is a 40,000 ounce producer. So those two assets are the ones comprising Orvana. Okay, so, so how did you end up with, those, obviously, very different jurisdictions, so uh-huh. how did you end up with both of those? Because uh, Orvana, at the beginning, started off the oper- asset in Bolivia. Mm-hmm. So we had a very successful underground operation from 2002 to 2009. Mm-hmm. With that funding, we acquired the property in Spain, which was an opportunity at the time. Okay, okay. So, and wh- so what, are, what are your hopes? Are you going to uh, just focus on those two assets for now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and how do you split your time in, in terms uh, of the management time? And that's well, I said, what's my address? So my, um, the joke is I, my address is a seat 3J <laughs> in airplanes. Very good. That's pretty very much good. the situation. Very, very good. However, the, um, is it going to increase the issue because we uh, also have a project in Argentina, mm-hmm. in San Juan province, which is the most mining friendly province in Argentina, mm-hmm. that will be an open pit. And we are scheduling that to be developed over the next four years. Right, so you talked about a turnaround um, process for mm-hmm. three years. It's a long, long, long turnaround process, right? So um, wh- what are you hoping to achieve? What, what does that mean, a turnaround process? Uh, actually, the physical work was done almost a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. which was to change the mining strategy. Before, it was mining low-grade hard rock with mm-hmm. some soft ground high grade mm-hmm. rock. Now we are moving into 50-50 type of blending. So mining is more difficult because yeah. it's soft ground, yeah. but higher grade. So the mastering of the uh, mining in the soft ground was the actual turnaround. Right. Okay. And so that's pretty much done since uh, late 18. And we're just uh, showing up with the goods, with the results. Okay, so let's talk about that. I'm always interested in what's going on in the minds of the, the management team. So you had a scenario which wasn't working for you economically, I guess, and you've had to come in and sort of reassess the assets you've got and work out how you can turn this business around. I, I, I get that bit. But how are you going to do that? Are you going to, the 50-50 blending, is, is that the solution? Is that is uh, actually done. Right. In 2019, our fiscal year, which ended in September, Yeah was showing pretty much the first full year of the, of the new mining method. Right. The mining method is basically, you have an underground body, which has two sections, hard rock and soft. Mm-hmm. Soft, higher ground, is higher grade. Mm-hmm. So the way to do this is you need to change the fleet to some extent. Mm-hmm. You need to change the skills of the crews to some extent. Mm-hmm. And you need, to stop doing, you need to start doing other type of uh, processes. It's more like a industrial engineering type of work. 
right. at the end, uh, the new processes, the new fleet, the retrained crew produced a higher tonnage of the soft ground uh, ore. Right. And that's the, when we reached the 50-50, that right. was when you said, we're okay. Now, the end result is the average grade. Mm. So before we were almost around two grams per ton, mm -hmm. we are now above three. Mm -hmm. So the grade is king. So that's what we it's are. Okay. But so when does this start having an effect financially for you? I know you've got some cash in, in, the, in the bank, which is great, right? It's, uh, 2019 was the first year where it, we, we were very much above the average over the previous years, uh, cash flow positive. Sure. Which is allowing us not to require any financing over the last 12 months. Right. Okay. But you're around 18 million market cap. So it's not, not a big company. You've got 10 million bucks in the bank about this, something like this? So, yeah. So you're not, you're not seeing a lot of reflection for the work that you think you've put in this year in the market. Right. So when's it coming? So there is a number of factors. Mm. Factor number one, we have a main controlling shareholder, 52%. Oh. So that's a problem with the market perception about right. liquidity, etc. Yeah. However, uh, there was... Uh, well, is it a perception or is it a reality? Is there much liquidity? Is, is there much trading? The liquidity, well, we have 48% to play with. Yeah. But the market doesn't play much with our stock. Right. Uh, reasons is uh, before the turnaround, we didn't have a very stellar performance. Mm -hmm. So we are talking to investors. Mm -hmm. We're coming to these kind of uh, gatherings mm -hmm. to tell the story. Because right. The story, in not very good terms, was uh, lasting since 2012, mm -hmm. 11, to all the way to 2016. So mm -hmm. you know, easy to easy to to get uh, those results, but uh, more difficult to turn around also the perception of the company. So yeah. we are battling the perception. Yeah, we are also telling the story that the shareholder is not such a the main shareholder is mm -hmm. not such a. Uh, influencing factor in the performance mm -hmm. because we are actually... So who, who is this group? Or? It's, a, it's a family office out of the US. A US family office, okay, okay. So they, they're not involved day to day in terms of no. decision making, but no. they've got a seat the on board, the board is, right? The board is only seven, uh, sorry, six people, uh, right. five are fully independent. Right, okay. So I want to talk about this turnaround because that's the exciting bit, that's the bit that you want to tell the market. Okay, mm -hmm. so this turnaround. What effect is that having on the ASIC? Because I know the ASIC has been quite high. Is that coming down? Well, the cost uh, at the peak of the pre-turnaround situation, we were approaching 1,400. Yep. Now we are approaching 1,100, okay. closer to 1,000. Okay. We are shooting for the next year to be closer to 1,000. Okay. Is uh, once you have the fleet catching up on the features of the fleet. Mm -hmm. Once you have the crew caught up with the new processes, mm -hmm. and also we have the infrastructure ahead of us, mm -hmm. like you have the dewatering, all the, all the um, ventilation and all the infrastructure inside the underground mm -hmm. mine, also uh, updated, like up to date, I should say, then you don't have this, uh, you are not remediating anything, you are just moving forward. Okay. So that creates a more proactive approach lowering the unit costs. Okay, so so that's that's a good story. So ASIC has been circa 1400 bucks coming down towards 11 and you would hope at some point to reduce that more, right? I'm hoping we are 
planning too, planning. actually, okay. and even budgeting to to reach that. Okay, okay. So th th that's heading the right way. Cost. So you've got a lot of cash going in at the moment, and you're putting in infrastructure. Your cost will remain high for a while, but at some point, you're going to have you're going to stop managing. The underground mine, yeah. we are mining in Spain, is going to be always around a thousand. Right. Even probably 980, 950, but it's going to be always around 9,000. It's underground. Okay. And the grade is going to be about three grams per ton. Right. If you have a mine of five grams per ton or six, yeah. then you, your unit cost goes down. Yeah. So it's, it fascinates me that. So you've got like three assets. You've got Bolivia, you've got Spain, Argentina, Argentina. now. Okay. Small company with... You know, limit, limited cash right now, not, not unless you're going to go out to the market and, and raise some more money, because, you know, the, the margins still are, even at today's gold prices, you know, you, you're going to be cash with positive. Is that, is that what you're telling me uh, next yes. year? I need to, we need to announce the, our guidance still in a few right. more weeks. Right. However, we do plan on a strong cash flow position out of Spain Okay, and is for it next year. For Spain. So how do you finance three different locations with kind of limited resources? Who's your favorite child? Of course, Spain. <laughs> Bolivia is moving into, is transforming, repurposing the operation. Right. right. It used to be underground, mm -hmm. moving to open pit. Yep. And now we are moving into reprocessing stockpiles and tailings. Right. And that should last at least for another seven, eight years. Okay. So okay. that's like a, a very long, I would say, non-mining, full processing phase for the Bolivian asset. Right. So that's cash flow self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. Financing for operations in Bolivia is actually very fluid for us. There is a local market. There is a local banking system. Mm -hmm. There's also even a local stock exchange in Bolivia. Right. So all we are tapping into all those resources. So it's a very self-sufficient situation. Right. You will see in our financial statements that Spain, Bolivia, uh, funding for operations, which mm -hmm. is a structural, is not a catching up type of financing, mm -hmm. is local. So we don't have uh, expensive uh, funding coming from, you know, the usual suspects in terms of mining mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Toronto, London, New yeah. York. We're having out of Bolivia banking system and Asturias, Northern Spain banking system. Right. So why are you here? Uh -huh. you, you're, you're, you're fine. For because money, right? we need to develop things. For instance, like what? Argentina. Okay. So Argentina is an asset that uh, is still in uh, pre-feasibility. Mm -hmm. So we need to move into feasibility mm -hmm. that will require extra funding. And eventually we'll go, uh, we will need to go move into JV partnerships. So basically to tell the story, to improve the stock price, mm -hmm. to tell the story about the Tawas project in Argentina, mm -hmm. JV partnerships, that's the main reasons we are here. Okay, and, and kind of begs, begs the question. So, why why are you on the TSX? Is that is that helping you at the moment? Because there's a very quiet market. Well, there is a lot of uh, opinions around about yeah. where to be, like yeah. ASX, TSX, or private. So, yeah. in our case, uh, we're discussing that very strategic situation. Uh, actually, these days, mm -hmm. we will we will actually have this strategic session with the board uh, every year end. That's mm -hmm. actually happening next week. Okay. Uh, we may have some news, but in general, the idea is to be more liquid in whatever stock exchange we will be en ending or landing. Okay. Right now, TSX, for yeah. sure. But uh, we need to 
take some actions about our share price for sure. Yeah, it's structural. I mean, you had a bit of you had a bit of a peak. Uh, something something happened in June, July. What was that? Because we saw the price well, go up and then come straight back down again to where it's two factors. Yeah, uh, we announced the Argentinian asset. Right, and we start riding the wave of the gold price uptake. So those two were almost like coincidental. Mm. We, we we move up to. 40 cents Canadian, and then uh, we were uh, subject to, I don't know, what's the expression in short selling type of uh, strategies. You for as well, some, right. Okay. For some, there is some right. articles about the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for us, but because of a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of companies, and that was what we were facing. Uh, we saw the reports about short selling, you know, all these uh, mechanics that we face, um, because really, the controlling shareholder is not uh, worried in the short term of that situation. Mm. We are not kind of a... Well, you're not worried until you need to go and raise some capital, right? Because then it Correct. makes it expensive. So, so we are, these days we are selling the merits of the assets as, mm. opposed, to, as opposed to the market cap of the company. But it's essentially what you said. So you think it was two things. One, announcement of Argentina and two, the gold price. Now, clearly the, it, the pro- your share price has come back down again. So it can't have been just the gold price, even though you're a producer, it was the excitement of what you were going to do with Argentina. And do you think that the market hasn't heard enough about what you're going to do there? Mm-hmm. Is that is that it? Yes. Well, that's part of the reasons. Right. Usually there is no one single answer for anything, but in this case, we need to continue announcing the next development phases of Tawas. Mm. Uh, we are taking a little bit of perhaps a little bit too much time on the legal issues of opening the local subsidiary, mm. moving the actual asset into the local subsidiary, looking to the, all the mining registrations in Argentina. But that's right. ending in the next uh, four, eight weeks. Right. And then we can next announce the field works for moving from, from PEA, Preliminary Economic Assessment, mm-hmm. into PFS. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Do you find Argentina difficult? It depends what state you're in, I guess, but you've had some delays. That's paperwork, right? In terms of corporate <coughs> registration in Argentina, so that's mm. legal issues, mm. not mining permitting. Mining permitting in San Juan province is the most mining friendly in Argentina. Yeah, okay. Goes very, very, very fast. Okay, okay. So you've got three assets all around the world. You've got limited cash. You've got to tell your story to the marketplace. Why should people be listening to you versus all the other gold? producers out there at the moment trying to... Uh, because we it. have results. Right. So we said something to investors since two years ago. Mm-hmm. We are announcing quarter after quarter that we are improving. Mm-hmm. And right now we are completing our st- uh, fiscal year 19. Mm-hmm. And we have the goods to show. So that's pretty much what we're doing. Okay, okay. And, 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 and just so help me understand, tell me a little bit about the team that you're working with because I know you're, uh, was it J3 is your seat? Um, who else are you working with to help you manage all of this and, and you know, cut the costs and get that ASIC down and go tell the story to market? Excellent opinion, excellent question. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, uh, well, I am a former uh, mining person from a major gold mining company. Mm-hmm. And also I am Peruvian, so I saw firsthand performance of expats in countries like Spain, etc., or Bolivia, but mm-hmm. also 
I saw the value of local teams properly developed. Mm -hmm. So the emphasis in these last three years has been to, in a very intense way, develop local teams. Mm -hmm. So we brought the expats for heavy, heavy, in-depth advising, mm -hmm. consulting, and improving the skills of the local teams. Right. So the general managers at both places, mm -hmm. the technical top managers at both places are locals. Right, okay. And we do have a VP operations, which is an expert, who is also like me, moving around the sites. Right, okay. And so who on the team has been there and done it before? Who has created shareholder value? Have they, anyone done any exits? Anyone created, you know, larger companies, public companies before? What's the track record of people knowing what they're meant to do next? Um, right, now, in terms of, uh, track record on how to put uh, public companies in good shape. Mm. We have our CFO, mm -hmm. which is with us here, mm -hmm. and myself. So we will be working with this since probably 2012 already. Right. Uh, I came from a major, but the junior... Uh, it's a different world. Very interesting. Yeah. I actually enjoy it a lot. So, nice. so we are creating, I think, a very good result for the marketplace. We do have all these headwinds coming from the past, mm. but we need to keep pushing forward. You do need to keep pushing forward. Well, look, Juan, thank you very much. Thank you very really much. enjoyed hearing that story. First time thank for you. us. Um, stay in touch with us. Let us know how it goes on. I, I like the fact you're driving the costs down and now you're trying to tell the story in the marketplace. Let's see what happens. Great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.